Hi, I'm Gia Puyat, and this is Quentum Creatives, a podcast to get to know the stories, strategies, and lessons of Filipino creatives from different fields. Quentum Creatives is produced by Anima Podcasts. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Quantum Creatives. And this time, I wanted to kind of lift the veil on what goes on behind the work I do, specifically in creating an online show. So a lot of the work I do as an advertising director has to do with making concepts, pitching to clients and agencies, but actually executing that work is really the core of what I'm concerned with on like a day-to-day basis. So I wanted to introduce audiences of this podcast to the actual people I work with, to that whole cast of characters involved when working on a creative project, in this case, an online show. So I decided to interview some select staff from this project I just finished called Alas Netflix. It's a variety show slash noontime show that we did for the YouTube channel of Netflix Philippines. And just to give everyone context, it's a six-part series on YouTube. But you can go on YouTube now and watch it. It just finished, but this project took months to conceptualize, to plan, to execute, and to edit. So, sobrang daming tao talaga involved sa project na to. But just for clarity's sake, I decided to talk to these key people from the project to just give a general idea of what the process is like where you take so many different talents, different backgrounds, and they all come together to work on this specific task of making an online show. So this is going to be a series of two podcast episodes. And for this first episode, we're going to be talking to Tony Potenciano and Marga Buenaventura, our two writers on the show. So I'll explain it during the interview, but they're the ones who really were my gateway into the whole K-variety, K-content world. And we had a great time developing the show all the way up to the actual shooting date. So they talk a lot about their work as freelance writers and how that leads to different projects such as this. And working with your passions on topics that you're really enthusiastic about. And a lot of practical stuff too, especially about working in a tandem of writers as script writers in a show. And after that, we're gonna talk to Alec Rivera, the producer of the show, and Nina Mendoza, talent coordinator, who also uh, works as a project manager and produces for different productions. So my conversation with Alec and Nina just kind of sheds light on the role of a producer for people who aren't in production, just to kind of explain what ano ginagawa ng producer sa set ng advertising project or sa online content project. And they were also able to share a lot about their life outside of work, which I also think is very important. Not only for production people, but just any creative pursuit in general. And they nagiging outlet nila to leading healthier lives. So that's it. There will be another follow-up episode where I talk to our production designer and graphic designer of the show. But for now, please enjoy my conversation first with Tony Potenciano and Marga Bonaventura. Okay, guys. So welcome to Quentin Creatives. And for now, in our series of creating an online show, the first guests I have are Tony and Marga, our writers for the show and kind of my gateway into this whole uh, K-variety show and K-content uh, world. 
Um, yeah, so there's so much we can talk about. Uh, I think since Silendalawa yung parang naging genesis of the idea and they're the ones that kind of gave me confidence that this idea would work. And there's, yeah, so much to talk about. But maybe, guys, you can start by just bringing up your background each as writers. Because I know sa writing gigs and sa freelance writers, um, kakaiba yan, diba? Like, you guys can come from different areas, write about different stuff, but just the nature of uh, writing gigs popping up is kind of random, you know? But So maybe just tell us your background first as where you guys came from before uh, arriving in this project. Okay, I was going to say go, Tony. But hello, my name is Marga. And um, besides writing for Ellis Netflix, I'm also a contributing editor for CNN Life. And I write for CNN as well. And um, on the side, I'm currently a social media editor for The Moment Group. So a bit of media and food. Uh, like Bajia said, it's super interdisciplinary when you're a writer because you really just end up in different industries uh, doing different things. Uh, before that, I was uh, the editor of Young Star, which was a section in the Philippine Star. So I've been in media for a really long time and um, writing has been part of my life even longer than that. Yeah, uh, that's, I'm excited to be on the show. Uh, hi, I'm Tony. So besides writing for Alice Netflix, I come from uh, End the Half. It's a boutique design studio uh, where we mostly deal with brands. Uh, so I think I write primarily for brands, publications on the side. So CNN Life, like Marga mentioned, but I also um, write for other publications as well. Because I guess, like as you mentioned, you know, being a freelance writer, you just kind of take whatever opportunities are available to you. So I... Every now and then I write for other publications. I pitch to them stories and other essays. Uh, but my background, um, it's really in brand. I think I've been writing for brands for about six years. Prior to that, I worked in government for three years. So I was doing press releases, that sort of work. But here I am now. And this would be the second time I am on <laughs> Quentin Creative. So hooray. Thank you for having me again, Gio. You win an award. <laughs> yes, loyalty award. Loyalty award. <laughs> Padala kitang kodawari. Nice. <laughs> I love that pattern. Still so good. Okay, so let's get to the, the start of Alas Netflix. No? The initial brief was very different. I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, when it came to me, it was supposed to be like a podcast-like series where local talent talks about this whole like vast library of Netflix content. And... Um, we got to the point where we felt very strongly that we, we should pursue a more casual, gamified approach, na less hard sell. Na, hey, like, uh, what do you think about these shows? Na, you list reasons why you should watch them. But we thought it was better to kind of show people you know, that these are what uh, local talent is watching and they're celebrating um, the, the content by playing games and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm curious now, what was your first impressions of the brief? Yeah, and how did you end up around pivoting to what we have now? I remember the initial brief, which was like the video story, right? Um, and mm. I know uh, when we were talking about it, there was already the element of games. Um, but then I remember thinking when we first like looked at it, I was like, okay, these games are cool, uh, but these are not necessarily the games people are watching anymore. Um, and I think that was my initial reaction to like the games. They were, I think they were closer to like 
mga Jeopardy, mga Pinoy Henyo, no? I remember like that was kind of like the original the original game format. So I was like, okay, what if we infuse a more like K-variety kind of games or more like, I, I guess, more physical games. And then when, uh, when, when, when Marga came on, I think that was when Marga was on who was like, what if we just do away with the video store entirely? And then I was like, you're right. Why? Why? I mean, like, um, I remember that was like when it just kind of came up in the conversation. Now, what if we just kind of rework this entire thing into something else? And um, I guess that's when we fully leaned in to the idea of the games being a little bit more inane, being a, like there's the stakes were not so high anymore. It was really it was Margot who pointed out that how can we make this enjoyable for people to watch? Like, how can we play games that people will want to see through the end? Like, what is it, what's in it for the audience? Like, what stake um, do they have cheering for this person to the end? That's what I remember. Ikaw, Marga, like, what was the... Uh, I'm glad that you brought that perspective to the project. Because eh? now, whenever you're thinking of a creative idea to propose to a client, In, it's all a theory, right? <laughs> I mean, when we're all giving our presentations, syempre, we have to you know, uh, present it with uh, conviction. But in, in the end, like, even me, until I get to the editing part and until we release it, it's all like a theory if this whole idea will work or not. Right? I guess you, you've had that experience with some scripts you've produced before. You know? For me, I think the, the perspective I brought in was really just Uh, being a fresh pair of eyes because you guys have been looking you guys have been looking at this for months now so I guess I came in as a newcomer and without any knowledge of how it became that so at that point it was a game show but it was set in a video store so I was trying to like I guess for me I kind of saw it as like a um, earphones na bohol bohol na parang okay I want to figure out like what, where, why we're hitting a wall here. So, because I, I thought that the video store actually had a lot of potential as a setting. Like I saw so much like um, where we could jump. It was a great jump off point for so many creative executions within the show. But then when I realized that we were holding on to it for, uh, it was not the, it, that made, it could have worked in another setting because it, they wanted, I think when we were talking to the client, they kind of have, a different idea of what it could be. So I go, okay, then I think the most important part really is to create something that would be fun. And when Tony was presenting it, you know, it was a game format. And um, for me, the way I saw it was it has to be simple. When people guess I love watching games, it's not because... Um, I mean, the challenge for them is is just to be is just to find the most entertaining thing to watch. They they don't want it to they don't want to think they don't want to have to be challenged themselves. They just kind of want to see people doing it, and this, the instructions just also need to be as simple enough, like as simple as possible, for it to be enjoyable. So, um, I think that was a, one of the first few things that we tried to figure out. Na parang how do we uh keep it to as little not the man thinking it's not that there's no thinking involved well i mean the show is it's quite silly but i think it's more of um how do i say this uh i think one of the things tony and i talked about was we need them to root for the people playing 
So, um, because it's a game, eh, diba? it's competition. So, why do you love watching pro sports? Because you have a team and you want them to win. So, ito din, parang gusto namin na we want to create the show in such a way that even if you're not watching it for Netflix, you're watching it for the people featured, you'll watch it till the end because you're rooting for for them to succeed. Um, yeah, so uh, the the reason why I felt, well, I personally was like, I think this is going to work is because based on yun nga, watching it on K-Variety, the steps are so simple, the games are so simple, but you're watching it because you love the people who are playing and you're putting them in situations that are interesting to see. So, right, yeah. Right. I think uh, also just to give people context, the original idea of the video store was more of like an aesthetic execution. Nung una kasi dapat parang yung audience papasok sila sa 90s video rental store, parang Aka video, ganun. And then the the hosts are the the clerks and then they're gonna tell people what to watch because they know the library of Netflix stuff. Which was exciting. We, the whole team got excited for it. But um, I think I gotta give credit then to the Netflix team that they were flexible enough to listen to our recommendations during presenting. I mean, the three of us would work stuff out conceptually and then it would only really change if the Netflix team would understand our pitch and where we're coming from. And um, I think coming from a traditional ad setup, I don't think that we could have done that. I mean, pivoting is really difficult in a traditional ad setup where we have coming production, you have agency, you have client, and so many layers of approval have to happen before we change a concept or something. So I think nag-align lang siya na... Netflix was able to be flexible enough and trust us with the ideas we were bringing forth. Um, and then, kaya siya nakapag-pivot into what its current form now, diba? What was really nice, I think, also about how the show kind of aligned with client, with Netflix, was I think we were all in agreement that Filipino audiences always go to Netflix to just, you know, smooth brain, lean back content. And um, when we kind of, when we pitched the show, um, which, you know, after the video store, it became a noontime show. But it, it, it went through like three, like two big conceptual changes. Like first it was the video store, and then it became the noontime show. It was like, we were saying, this is, this is the kind of show you watch um, in the lull time after lunch, where you kind of, you know, the horas de peligro, where you're just kind of like, mm, kind of sleepy, mm-hmm. kind of want to like, put like a screen in front of me while I eat or while I drink coffee. And yeah, I remember Marga saying that in the meeting and client really liking it. Now it's like the kind of show you, you just put your feet up and you watch. You just and... watch. Like you're just kind of like, you're, you're like you're eating and yung kasama mo is like your screen. And what kind of shows do you usually watch when you're doing that? It's usually the mindless stuff like what Marga pointed out. Like you're just kind of like watching like whatever. And, um, and that whatever is usually pretty like, entertaining it's it's pretty much like you don't have to think it's content that doesn't make you it doesn't challenge you too much um which was like i think that was the initial like it's built with the video store which was like you kind of had to know things about content you had to get to participate mentally you kind of had to know things whereas here which is like more physical comedy it's just more action you just have to watch people do what they do and then you just enjoy it okay so i i want to ask though about uh what your process was like as two writers on a show. Because usually, I would 
brief you guys. We have a meeting. We talk about all these conceptual stuff. And then when we agree on stuff, okay, go. Go off into your um, own process and how you manage your week and how you delegate work. Um, what can you guys take us through what that was like in tag team writing you? Um, I I rarely actually write with a co-writer, even in script writing or um in in uh in media. So this is it was a rare thing that when when Tony asked me if she wanted to write together, I was I was intimidated by the idea because I know that my writing process will. I mean, it, it might not work for everyone. So I was like, Tony, are we? Is this is this gonna test our chemistry as friends and writers and as professionals? I, I yeah. So whenever you know, I I I I really just let you take the lead here because I knew I knew that you knew what you were doing. And um, whenever Gia, you would brief us, you know, um, Tony was really the one who was like, okay, this is what we have i'm gonna put it on my notes and then i'm gonna get started on something and then i think i was more of the 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 glue that kind of just like okay since you started all of this already i'll just kind of fill in the gaps and then we did our own thing by separate we actually segmented the work into two parts so the two guests Tony took uh took charge of the first one so that's that's really where the structure comes from and then i kind of just led off from there and like created the next few episodes and basically that's the result of our toyo mix like <laughs> <laughs> i think like exactly what marga said but really I think I'm just pretty much good at making Google Drives and making like directories and making setting up documents. <laughs> yeah, so like I would that. do that. I do that. Yeah. And then yeah, I'd put in I'd put in the structures of everything. But I feel like it was when um working with Marga, again, like usually sol- writing is such a solitary activity. Um so it it's different when you know you have another person's voice in a document and it's really like Okay, I wrote it like this, but then Marga's like, maybe we can say it like this instead. And whenever I look at Marga's work, I'm like, oh my god, that's so funny! Like, why didn't I even think of that, or why didn't I even write it out that way first? It it's it was so it was super fun for me to to write with somebody else because it just kind of made me realize like like shit, like you get so stuck in your head as a writer, and you think like this is the only way to say a certain thing um, when in fact they're just like literally an infinite number of ways to go about one joke um and but many of those other ways are like so much funnier and i think having marga around to kind of like pull me out of like whenever i was looking too close at something was always super helpful for me as a writer so thanks mark i really enjoyed working with you marga same but also tony aside from all the enjoyment i had working with you i think Part of it also was, Gia, you made the writers' room feel very open. That yes, I yes, think. Yes. I mean, we've. I'm sure Tony feels the same way that we've worked with people like Ikoden. Like you've worked with people who are, can be very rigid with what they want, and um, it's hard to get them to change their minds when they're set on that. So, um, I guess being a writer, having experienced like that kind of rigidity it's nice to see that you were willing to kind of explore what we wanted because it was a lot a lot of it actually to to be fair like you really kind of just let us do what we wanted here (laughs) and then just steered us in the right direction when it was like okay we need to remember these are the asks 
So mm-hmm. yeah, so it was it was a, a big part. That was a big part of it also. Just being creative, like having that freedom to be creative. And I realized like had that openness not have been there, we really would not have landed on what what we have today. Like the Alice Netflix was really a result of all of those changes which happened. I would I don't want to say them on the fly because like it it was still there was a lot of work that that happened. Um, but it was like there were major changes and they needed like quick responses. And I think um, being open to those changes to what would service the content the best. But I think that was key to what we ended up with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm glad to hear that for sure. I mean, I think that happens because I and and interview a lot of creatives and uh, I ask them about what makes them perform their best. And a lot of the time it's trust, you know, it's just, um, it's the reason why I want to hire you on the project so you can do your thing, you know, and I'm here to kind of be more of like guiding where we should go as a team. But if I'm going to like micromanage your work, then that feels like shit. Then So, um, so I, I want to get to uh, the filmmaking side of it. Like when we were finally on set, right? so we were working on this for months, um, and back and forth with the client, and then we saw the 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 cast being filled up. Right? and Jazzna when we saw our final guests, BGYO, and our different uh, internet besties, Paris. Um, what was it like for you guys on set? Right? Actually seeing uh, the whole as Netflix set put together and coming to life. Right? Um, yeah, I just want to see what where your mindset was at the time. Tony, what was it like seeing BGYO? This oh question is for you. Just kidding. <laughs> oh this is like for the next hour of the podcast. So please, gonna... BGYO Jello and BGYO Kira, if you are listening, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting for a reply. Just kidding. No, no. Um, I think uh, super surreal. I mean, obviously, like, you know, everything is, because we were working on this remotely, literally like 95% of the time, everything was a deck. Everything was you know, a word on a doc, like on a, on a Google doc or a name on a spreadsheet until you literally walk into the studio at the crack of dawn. And it's like, holy, like, holy smokes. Like this is, this is really happening. And then I think it was when, I guess like the first few, the first day when we, when BGYO came into the dressing room, I was just really like, Oh my god like okay what what is this and then i think it was when we started actually shooting and i was just watching the monitor from the back and i was like i, I was just looking at it and i was like i can't wait to watch this and I, I i don't know if that was just like for example um my own bias showing um for, but i felt like you know the fact that i was excited for the content um that was a good sign that 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 was like a good sign for me now. Okay, like if at least there's one person that's excited for this, and that's me. So I was like, okay. Yeah, surreal then kind of meeting BGYO. Oh yeah. Um, my first reaction was like, hey, they're so tall. <laughs> and <laughs> second was they they all greeted me at the same time. Like they did their in sync thing where they touched their, their chest and bow. Yes, it's like okay, a boy wow. group my thing. Mood. So cute. Yeah. <laughs> so um cute. Actually, for me, this was like one of the first I, I don't okay, as a writer, because your 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 work is more talaga on the pre-prod end. Um, I rarely actually get to be 
part of the production itself. Because once you turn in your script, they don't really need you so much. Um, if it's like, uh, you know, it, this one because it's very dynamic. So we really needed to be there well. And it turns out later on that we really did because things are, there's so many moving parts versus, you know, it's a, uh, lines in a script. Like, obviously, like, you know, the actor can pretty much figure out what to say by then. Um, so that was that was very special to me that it felt like, okay, all of the things that we, like Tony said, it was all like just a string of code until we we actually saw the set and then the actor, I mean, the guests were there and the hosts were there and everyone was there. So that was that was a bit crazy to me seeing it. And and I felt um, actually really proud of what we did because even from there, I kind of knew, okay, there's something here. This isn't like, it didn't feel um, contrived. And I think for something branded, that's a big thing because, you know, ultimately we, we, our purpose was to to um, cater to a brand, but I think we managed to make something that felt genuine to us and to the people who are part of it, and which which is why I think it really did end up resonating with the audience. So yeah, that was um, that was what I felt on set. Also, on a more personal note, I just wanted to say like being on set with Tony was such an interesting experience because. Um, she's such an extrovert and was so friendly with everybody <laughs> that we were talking to. And I'm, I'm really not. I'm, I'm so introverted. So whenever she's like, hey, Marga, let's go to Pipay and chat with her. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm dying. Please stop like, making conversation with people. This so, is this is want to embarrass you, Marga. No, no, no. Super... I wasn't embarrassed. I was just like, I felt like the wallflower at a party. And then my popular friend was like, oh my God, <laughs> come on, let's talk to everybody. But, so, no, but I was just that was so nice. excited. It's like, even like, so our second day guests, I just wanted to talk to Yanni like for hours but obviously like we couldn't but i mean like i think it really helped that we, I, I think it was an important thing that we were fans of the guests themselves i mean i think that's that was an important i think even the netflix um client side was also like okay let's get these people because we're genuinely fans of their content so i think it's also um i, I guess it's just a testament to what entertainers like who entertainers are now what what defines a celebrity or who micros influencers are now like you know they have their own followings and i think that was something really important that we considered when we tapped into their tapped into their talent tapped into their network it, and they brought so much to the show uh, and i think that was really i guess at the core of the whole concept of the variety show like these people that we got you know they were really the stars of the mm-hmm. show yeah, I think that really translated on how you guys as writers were fans because you gave them room to be themselves. And even the, the mixing and matching of games, bagay na bagay, diba? Kahit yung the charades game we gave to Sila AC. And then nagkataon talaga na uh, may ginawa siyang Jody Santa Maria, um, uh, diba? <laughs> na charades. Tsaka pati yung bawal yarn, diba, sa kanya din. And that was so funny. Yeah, was so I'm really funny. happy with how it did turn out. I mean, today, Mm-mm. I think the last episode came out yesterday. Yes. By the yes. time this episode airs, we would have finished all six episodes. Um, but yeah, tama yung sinabi mo, Marga. Parang, I'm, I'm also really proud of it. In a, in a different way where I feel like we were able to deliver content to a brand that wasn't contrived. You know? Um and even if it if it looks simple like on camera, it's really just a set and it's a multi-cam setup. 
Um, now we didn't do any like fancy uh, art direction or fancy VFX or whatever. A- at its core, you really saw people enjoyed it, and that really made me feel good. Like just seeing yeah. the BGYO fans, the video, yeah. picking out you know the strategies of every character. Ganyan. Uh, it was rewarding, din talaga. Yeah. I mean that's that's really what we set out then um when when Tony and I were really just t- brainstorming over it and then before we even pitched it to you we said talaga this needs you know we need someone to root for whether it's a whole group or whether it's just one person or a pair parang the show needs either a protagonist or an antagonist or alam mo yan, like it needs to feel there's the drama there so parang I felt like kunyari, it was interesting at BGYO because Nate kind of felt like I wouldn't say the antagonist, but he was really like the chaotic one. And, you know, a lot of the interesting things really were just coming out from his mouth and all the things he was saying. So that was great. I thought, oh, wow, so many great TV moments, I think. Um, so, yeah. And I think a lot of it had to do with, like, I was always telling this, I was telling this to Marva, the fact that whenever, yeah, there were scripted parts that we'd have to shoot again and again. But when it came to the games, because it was always just one take, I think everything, you know, all the reactions, everything that just came out naturally was pretty much, well, people falling on their relationships with these people, with each other. It, and I think that was such a joy to watch as well. Like, I think, you know, there, I think it was episode four episode four like you could actually see like the backstage in some angles from i think it yeah. was from the you were saying the it was the, the gopro angles you could mm, yeah, see yeah. you could see us like you could see the people at the back and then i was like shit i hope they don't like catch me like laughing because there were times that i was just howling with <laughs> laughter on set because yeah, yeah. it was just so funny like everything the natural things that just came out from the games um because of you know even though they were just together for a day, parang I think the banter that came out was just also so. Well, you, you can't you can't make that shit up. Yeah. Sorry if I'm swearing. Am I no, not allowed to swear? It's fine. Okay, okay, just bleep that out. <laughs> I don't even bleep it out. Okay, um, okay. <laughs> we are swearing here. We are swearing here. <laughs> this is an adult podcast. <laughs> yeah, you just randomly say cuss words. No one will connect them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but I, I want to kind of unpack what Marga said. Na usually for script writers, they don't make it to the set, and I'm super glad that you guys did because I really needed you guys on set. Um, can you elaborate on how the job of writing didn't really end with pre-production? Um, we were doing so much stuff on on set, like not only just editing the the spiels of the the hosts, but working out the logic of the games, Because uh, we needed it to be genuinely fun the first time the guests try the, the game. So we did a bit of editing. When we got there, you guys were playing the games. Um, and then we were trying to figure out, wait, did this work? Maybe we should make it a little longer for them to guess, a little shorter, ganyan. Can you guys just elaborate on what we did? Yeah, I think yeah, I, I think it was good that we were on set because we also... Because when you're writing it, it kind of makes sense. Sometimes it can make sense in your head. But then when there's physical action involved, you know, there are things that you don't necessarily get to account for, especially when you're thinking from the perspective of like a group of five guys. So it's really different. Yeah, so we we played then we we tried playing werewolf there, right? We tried playing werewolf. Every game, yeah. Yeah, we tried we actually played every single game. And it also helped 
us determine yun nga, how long things would should run if it's doable in that and the time frame or the distance where certain objects should be for the game which i mean you know you're the team can do that pero i think it also fell within our responsibility kasi you know we we came up with those with those decisions or those rules na um it should last this long it should be like this or like that um but Tony, maybe you should you could talk about i guess we did one major year right during the one of the last few episodes on set yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, very classic um, problem solving on set na uh, under time pressure. Mm-hmm. And again, again mm-hmm. that, I think that goes back to Netflix, the team, the Netflix team trusting us, making that call. Um, I guess in another set world, another more traditional advertising setup, yeah, people would be freaking out if they'd be like, what, you want to change the script like a few hours before shooting? But, you know, since there was trust and there was... Thank you, um, Netflix team. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you, Netflix. <laughs> Netflix team. I, I actually went through, because uh, I ended up going to the States after this project for a family vacation. And then, I board games. Because I was just excited to get people in the house and play games. And I was just in such a gaming mood because of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was making my family play games, making all my games. cousins play <laughs> That's werewolf. so cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. so fun. Actually, yeah. It, it made me also get to enjoy games again. Because I guess after like so long where you don't see people in person, that, that you know, they kind of take, you know, you don't realize parang that companionship and that camaraderie is really nice to watch and to enjoy. Like, being either in the thick of it or just seeing it from the sidelines is it's actually pretty entertaining. Yeah. Okay, so I, I do want to uh, wrap it up with uh, this last question uh, about, uh, I, I guess just looking back at what we talked about, you guys came in as writers, um, helped develop the show from uh, an initial brief, and then we were able to take it to some place that we were all happy with. Um, but I, Maybe in talking to other writers who want to get out of their comfort zone and try something new, um, do you guys have any advice for that, spe- that specific kind of, um, I guess, job description you guys are in as freelance writers? Uh, what's a way for other writers to, you know, um, I guess, reach out of their comfort zone, try their hands at something new? I think with um, what I learned is specifically like with this project, I think for the longest time, because I've been writing for clients, I'm always, I tend to fall into the trap of like, okay, I'm just going to give client what client wants. And I think while that is important, I do think that that shouldn't hinder you from creating good content. And I think creating good, writing good content or making up something that you, um, that would resonate with an audience, it needs to resonate with you first. You need to actually like it. And I think, um, that was the well that me and Marga drew from when we were like writing the show. It was really like, what's this, what are the things that we like watching? How can we kind of make it into something unique? And I always found myself balancing between client asks and things that I found enjoyable. And I think with this project, I really, the good, I think all the good stuff came when I just leaned on, okay, this is what I want to watch. This is, this is the stuff I like seeing. How can we, how can I incorporate that into the script? So I think it just boils down to knowing what you like um, and just 
watching watching it consuming consuming that content and that's uh, super true and if i can just add to that um you can also use your enthusiasm for the project when you communicate to client what you want because that also helps in you can't fake it eh? you can't fake that enthusiasm and if it's infectious then i guess mas mataas yung probability na ma-approve yung concept na na gusto mo diba Yes, um, I, I super agree with what Tony said that it's really just finding, it's also about finding that balance between you know, being creative and fulfilling what's being asked of you. Um, I guess what I would advise to somebody who wants to try out maybe script writing, whether for television or if it's something fictional, um, something that really helps me a lot, and because I, like Tony said, writing is a solitary exercise, is talking talking to yourself out loud and reading what you write out loud. Because for me, that helps with... So something that I'm very concerned with when I write is making sure that the voice is right. Um, making sure that, especially if it's going to be said out loud, but out loud by someone like a script, because you want it to sound natural and you want it to sound true to them. If you're not the one who's going to be saying it, like for example, when we were writing for Pipai and Jazz, who are two very different personalities, it was about okay, how would Jazz say this line? She wouldn't say certain words, and Pipai wouldn't say certain words, or it, you know, um, and and part of that is studying up on how your talent will sound like, how they would say things. That can feel quite intimidating if it's the first time, but uh, it, it also helps guide you with what to say because ultimately, you're not really writing for yourself when you're writing a script for a game show or for television. You're writing it for um, somebody else and it's important that you're not only true to how you write, but also true to the people that you're writing it for. Um, and yun, like I said, it's a good way to gauge if it sounds good if you say it out loud yourself. And if it sounds like, okay, I think a human being would say it assert this way, then you're probably in the right direction. Um, yeah, so that's what I would say to somebody who's starting out and kind of wants to figure out where, where to begin. Thanks. Nice. Nice. Uh, that's true. That's true. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's really good stuff, guys. Thank you so much. I'm really you. glad to have you guys on the podcast. I'm really yeah. proud of what we did. I'm glad to Ooh. be revisiting it in this episode. I know. Um, Thank you for being such a great director. You I really think, were. It was fun. Like, voila, I think it, it just helps to have a director who's just as enthusiastic about the content as you are. For sure, for awesome. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you get to work again. I hope this open door is this opens season doors to two. you know all the projects. Season Let's go two season Netflix. Two. That's season listening. two. Baka naman pa season two. Maybe we can have it on Netflix. Oh, <laughs> oh on the platform. That sounds good. That sounds good. We are open to that. Idea, right? Yeah, I think I think someone should make it happen. <laughs> okay, guys, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Yay. Yeah, thank you. Gio. Thank you. Thank you, podcast friends. Alright, so that was Marga and Tony, our two writers. I hope you enjoyed that. Next, we're gonna have Alec Rivera, our producer, and Nina Mendoza, our talent coordinator. Guys, welcome to the podcast. So we have our producers and talent coordinator in our series of interviewing different people who worked on the project. Um, in this case, we have Alec, who is our producer, Nina, our talent coordinator, but also experience in producing, diba? So si Nina nag-producer din yan sa ibang projects natin dati. 
And yeah, I guess I guess congratulations kasi na-launch na ang final yeah. episode ni Alice Netflix yeah. as of like a few hours, like last yesterday last night. Yeah. And um yeah, it's been a wild journey. <laughs> um but I guess maybe we can start it off by um explaining introducing yourselves, um what you guys do in production and yeah, ano yung naging experience niya so far. Um, hi, I'm Alec. Uh, I'm an executive producer. So basically, I'm the liaison between client and the production team. So I guess my role includes uh, mainly like budgeting, costing, ganyan, um, fixing like, the project work schedule, hiring the staff, um, coordinating siyempre, with the director and the prod team, basically managing the uh, entire team from pre-production to post-production. Sige, Nina, go ahead. My role right now, it's uh, I'm a freelance producer and production manager. Um, but specifically for this project, uh, I did talent coordinating. So technically, it's not within the scope of my work because usually we, we work with casters, right? Um, so first time to really do this kind of work na very specific to that. Before I did all this talent coordinating for this project, it, I actually worked with these guys, so si Gio and si Alex. So I started in prod actually 2016. Madal na. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's actually where I learned the ropes, quote-unquote, <laughs> in prod kasi wala talaga akong any background or experience i didn't even study anything in broad so talagang going in blind but you know great working with the guys so syempre lahat ng natutunan ko from you <laughs> yeah i think that's like a constant theme i see a lot in production and we just kind of go learn as we go diba very diy and you 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 pick up na lang kasi it's a very experiential job like you really learn the most you can once you're actually executing a project. I guess you can research as much as you want, but the lessons really come when you're in the project. Yeah, I wanted to ask both of you, what was different this time working on this particular project, yung Alas Netflix, as compared to yung datin yung mga projects? It's a concept na we created ourselves. So parang it's the first of its kind na show siya for a YouTube channel for Netflix. Kasi if you check their YouTube channel, it's mostly nga parang the trailers and cut up edits of different shows, ganyan. So what they wanted was more of an original thing, ganyan. Through time, nagkaroon na rin ng adjustments si Netflix because of their internal stuff. So we also had to change our concept through the way, uh, through the 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 months diba kasi parang parang ngayon may leeway tayo to change and to change and make it better and make it better tapos the fact na i guess okay yung um relationship natin with client there was a good exchange between i this might work better no this will work better again so parang yung relationship na rin na yun was what made it what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I think if I can expound on that, I think traditionally the the process with an advertising show or like a content, you know, 
uh, online content is there's an expectation to to push through with the original concept yeah. no matter what happens there's not much room to be flexible especially conceptually and that the trust that we had with client was able to give us enough wiggle room to to discuss diba? it was an open discussion na actually baka mas gagana siya kung ganito na lang yung concept or ganyan and, and the the objective stayed the same diba? how do we communicate uh, new shows to to audiences bring more engagement to the channel but we were able to find answers with client diba? so, nasa mm-hmm. and there mm-hmm. was the trust i think which which made us you know create what we ended up doing diba Yeah, and I guess just to add, parang there wasn't any pressure in a sense na ito yung sinabi ni client, so meaning ito dapat yung gawin. Meron tayong enough communicate, eh, enough, like the relationship was good enough for us to be able to tell them na hindi talaga yan mag-work. Ito yung mas mag-work. Then yun nga, like what you mentioned, there was that conversation na, ah, okay, tama, baka nga mas better yan. So, yun. When I first saw also the concept and yung deck Geo, I was super excited for it. Because yeah, we haven't really worked on anything like this before. There was something similar once before, pero this was bigger. Parang talagang, um, not just in in terms of um, in terms of like the preps, it's more the ask also. Because it's a big brand, diba? so you're also expecting big returns. So, it's a pressure. <laughs> But, uh, of so, so, despite all of that, I was still very excited for it. Even if it kept being pushed back. And then, yun, eventually, we landed Feb. <laughs> Then, you message ka Alec, na parang, Oy, approved na! <laughs> <laughs> I remember, parang, when yeah, I read that. Yeah, that was a big relief. Yeah, I was so, I was so happy back then. I was like, finally! <laughs> so, yun, um, Yeah, so I guess, parang the the length of the preparations and all this, all the talks that we had in between, kind of heightened, you know, the excitement, even if you know, may konting delay in between. But yeah, if you yeah, like, it went from zero to 100 yeah. really quick. No, it's like <laughs> it took us months to get approval, and then that month na natutuloy na lahat, mm. tuloy tuloy na yung booking, yung shoot, lahat, yung preparation, yung set, ganyan. Yeah. So, like for me, I was already trying to see, at least for the talents that I was contacting, kung available sila. But uh, usually, kasi for talents, when they want to book a day, if you want to book a day for for them to do a shoot, it needs to either be confirmed or at least medyo sure na sure na. And at the time, I think we were also waiting for, uh, fi- we were finalizing the concept pa dun. So we couldn't really share that yet. With the talents, but eventually we did, and you know, but na lang talaga na, um, because the concept is so fresh. Champion they were so excited for it. So it's 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 a, parang a good feeling and all around, not just from the creative side, but also from the talents. I'm curious then about Alec if you can talk about what your situation is like specifically, because you're calling right now from LU and you've been living there for the past how long now? Um, almost two years. Actually. Two years na. So, makakaiba na since nag-pandemic and mas naging common yung work-from-home setup. Uh, dati, di talaga pwede. No? Mahirap talaga mag... Just to live even far from Makati would be a hassle if you wanted to work in production. 
Um, but you know, how, what's what's um, what's it been like for you? Ano nagiging parang workflow mo kapag may project ka? Is it easy for you to kind of you know just unwind while you're by the beach and then just go to Manila for work? Yeah, kamusta? Actually, okay siya in a sense. Kasi ako parang gusto ko yung nature. So parang being able to live here by the beach helps a lot in terms of, I guess, with that stress nga that comes with broad production, like doing this work, um, like getting to walk early in the morning, walk Lupita in the morning. Lupita's his dog, by the way. Yeah, Lupita walking Lupita in the morning. So parang, I guess that also helps in a sense because you get to see or hear the waves, uh, see the sunrise, see the sunset. Um, in terms naman of working, parang, uh, luckily, I mean, we get to work from home. Uh, and in a sense, na most of our meetings, especially our client, na si Netflix is based Uh, in Singapore, so most of our calls are really online. So that really helps. Because um, when it comes to work, if need be, parang it's an easy drive. Naman. I mean, well, it's for our, it's for, it's it's for ours, it's for our drive. But I mean, it's doable, really doable to just go back and forth if kailangan talaga. Um, it was much stricter, I guess, when it was nung major uh, start nung pandemic, because nga the borders were a bit strict with all the requirements. Pero, I don't know, doable siya. Um, just, just driving back. And I guess thankful din sa setup na it, we're allowed nga to do that uh, in artillery Manila, man. Diba? Parang malaking bagay siya. Um, malaking bagay din sa kultura ng industry na lahat ng meetings naging remote na, no? Yung mga pre-prod, yeah. post, ganyan. Oo, oh, 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 oh. na parang, I mean, bago lang yung Zoom nung, nung pandemic. Tapos parang, when we experienced having meetings online, we realized that, ah, okay, kaya naman pala siyang online. I mean, we, we still work efficiently. Um, the coordination is still there. The, the, I mean, working hard is parang never changed naman. Parang, doing what we have to do and and dun naman siya so i guess yung i guess managing that time uh, um well lang is is key syempre uh yun parang malaking bagay na, na meron tayong ganong setup na you get to meet online and there are these ano parang platforms to be able to do that uh yun and syempre yung understanding then of the team and the client the the creatives syempre is important na parang okay everyone agrees na kaya naman to going ganito and we did execute it well I, I believe uh, yun yun but malaking bagay yung at least for me personally na after like a stressful day parang you get to go out and see the trees alam mo yun hear the ocean Uh, more so nung pandemic kasi nga I guess wala pang tao dito nun so parang medyo at peace lang with the quiet the simple life parang I, I've always been telling people na parang by mga 7-8pm lights off na dito so parang medyo you're forced to parang sleep early 
and then wake up early, start your day early, you know. Uh, yeah, and yun nga, the purpose of us moving here then is the surf, parang malaking ginahawa din yung being able to do that exercise, parang be with nature, uh, yun, yun. Yeah, I just really find it interesting uh, on how all of us can come together from different backgrounds, different uh, life situations and come together for a project and still be effective, still put out good work. Um, you know, from, from everyone from post to pre-production. Um, yeah, how about Nina? I'm interested in and what it's like from your perspective to be a, a freelancer, to be a freelance uh, pr- uh, producer and and production manager. Um, yeah, and how, how has it been like for you and how, how have you been able to manage? For me, uh, I guess, medyo similar lang din naman. Um, I guess, more of the distance is, isn't much of a problem with me because I'm, I'm here in Manila, diba? Um, but yeah, basically a lot of the meetings, a lot of the coordination and uh, the preparation happens at, in your home own place, diba? You're not really moving around. You don't need to. Not necessarily. At least for my role. Kasi, um, as PM, you're parang ganun din eh. Uh, producer PM, you're, you're coordinating with a lot of people. Just making sure that everything is running smoothly and everything is being prepared um, before the shoot. So, um, I guess the difference talaga pre-pandemic to now is you're spending more time in your own place. Parang ganun. But for me, freelance naman, doing freelance, I get to work with more people. I get to work with other um, directors. And actually, parang nag-expand rin yung, yung network ko in terms of fraud. And yeah, uh, it's, it's really nice to get to know new people, you know. People that you just heard before and then now you're working with them. So yun yung, yun yung I think, one of the advantages then of working freelance. But yeah, I guess it's a little bit harder <laughs> at the same time because pandemic, you know, not it's not just freelancers who, are, who got hit hard. It's the whole production industry. Definitely. I mean, more than... I'm sure every all the industries were, were hit, but Satan Mahirap, because we de- depend a lot on face-to-face, especially the shoots. I mean, we had to work around all of the... All of the we needed to put precautions. We all, always had to... I mean, we already plan everything, but this is extra planning pa kasi you're talking about the health of everyone. And, well, it's... it's Especially for a producer and for PM. Um, actually, any, any, anyone naman, um, may hear up na if one person gets sick. You feel bad din eh. Kasi you're supposed to be the one to... You have to prepare for it. But if it happens, you know, sometimes you really can't prevent it for me a little bit a little bit hard but at the same time madali in terms of you, know, you get to just connect with people online and you know come shoot day yeah it's it's the first time you meet them <laughs> okay so yeah i do want to wrap it up guys very insightful conversation good ideas that you guys are bringing up but i want to end it with uh, your own personal approach to staying healthy mentally and staying sharp uh, kasi yung yung trabaho niyo as producers as production managers it's just you you can really put so much of yourself into a project and kind of forget about everything else 
uh, down the line, di ba? Especially kapag tuloy-tuloy mga project or even kapag hindi, di ba? Nakaka-anxiety din na you don't know when your next job will be. But yun, what kind of advice could you give to younger creatives, younger production people on how to you know, stay healthy mentally and stay balanced, stay sharp while we do the work we do? Ako actually, parang newfound thing to. Parang every morning, um, like literally when I wake up, I stretch, as in like stretch everything. Parang I, I find na it, really helps medyo jumpstart my day. I, I've been doing it siguro with, with Janie for mga two months now. Kasi parang, well, I mean, at my age, parang, I am 33, pero parang, alam mo yun, fairly young, pero gusto ko na siyang unahan in a sense na parang taking care of my body. Na parang, kasi before I used to like work out a lot, heavy, ganyan. And it didn't make sense anymore to do that because I'm not going to compete, I'm not going athlete or any of that. But the actual just stretching, simple stretches to be mobile, ganyan, parang really helps me. Parang, I guess yung sa body ko mas warmed up ka na to, to start your day. Ganun. Parang di ko na realize na sobrang importante niya pala um, na mag-stretch. As in simple stretching, yun siguro for physical, yung physical self ko, parang yun yung pinakaginagawa ko and before sleeping uh, yun yung parang okay na advice na I hope na natutunan ko when I was younger kasi imagine mo if I started this like 18 it would have been like 15 years ago pa diba na parang ganun so parang I guess ako gusto ko kasi goal ko when I become 40, 50 ganyan active pa rin ako I still want to be able to surf to do a lot of things so parang taking care of your body talaga and Of course, watching what I eat. I mean, I do eat like um, oily stuff, parin, but I mean, lagi ko siyang sinasamahan ng gulay, ganyan, parang physical health yung iniisip ko. I mean, if I can just add to that, I think that's very, that's great advice, like really specific advice on on physical wellness and um, and what you, and nutrition, the one what you eat. I think it's very rare na, lalo na sa production na meticulous ka dun sa ginagawa mo sa katawan mo, sa body mo. Um, kasi nagtatranslate talaga siya mentally. And that if, if you take care of your body and you you do these stretches that, you know, jumpstart your, your brain, you know, jumpstart the, get the the fluids moving, malaking bagay talaga siya. Uh, I'm curious, like, what, um, how long do you stretch in the morning? And what's... Siguro mga 10-15 minutes max. So it's a lot of, like, Um, hip mobility, ganyan, stretching your spine, ganon. I guess a lot of yoga poses, pero parang wala naman ako alam sa yoga talaga. I just research stuff sa YouTube, which parang helps me with, like, I guess, surfing, kasi yun yung pinaka-active thing I do. So all of the stretches that involve, I guess, hips, lower back, ganyan, spine, a lot of those things. Just, I guess to add lang din with the nutrition, parang I, I make it a point to bring my own food then uh, or at least in terms of like the shoot food it discussed with the production manager na parang syempre may healthy options pa rin tayo ganyan and the usual food but yun I guess ako personally yun yung ginagawa ko sa mga shoots nagdadala ko ng baon para I can choose what I eat then and yun parang at least yun yung gusto kong kainin din parang gano'n yeah. 
And uh, yeah, there you have it. Uh, body hacks with our producer Alec. translate again into long-term wellness. Diba? We we want to be playing this game for long, and that's exactly how you you do it, diba? Uh, ikaw, Nina, what have been your uh, strategies for wellness in production? Um, it's not anything formulaic like Alec. Because I assume that Alec, like every day, mo siya ginagawa, no? Parang it's a it's really a habit. Um, for me, though, um, I count myself as a workaholic because, like, I find myself if I'm working on a project. I'm constantly thinking about it. Like sometimes I I forget to eat. Sorry, I forget to eat or nakulana sa tulog because all I'm thinking about is work. Um, but then that comes in with uh, my work anxiety. Comes in with my work anxiety because I always want to. If I have to do something, going, kailang ko na siya going agad or else I'll forget. Madawa <laughs> alik. So meron din ako ng to do list, but I don't know it. For me, because that's always been how I work, and I guess I have developed like bad habits. When, like looking back, talagang it's 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 been bad. So what uh, I did differently now is just finding all the things that I love to do. Like even if it's something small, like hugging your pet, giving them a um, giving giving them a rub, or um, finding time to just like. Because I used to dance, so sometimes I would learn a choreo at home. Like I just watch a YouTube video, and then I'll try to learn the choreo, and then I'll dance it. So yun big release nare sa akin yun, eh. Because I don't know. It's similar to Alec. We're doing something with our bodies, and there's something about movement that brings you peace, de ba? And I don't know uh, other stuff like reading. Because mga ganong simple stuff lang na if it If it um, gives you peace, even for just uh, a few minutes, that would, to me, that's a, a big difference. Natalaga. And another thing that I try to do is I put alarms <laughs> just to remind me <laughs> that uh, I need to do this, I need to do that. Not just for my to-do list, but also for like for eating or for whatever, the right? So sometimes because when you work, parang nakalimutan mo na na Um, and then time just runs. So yeah, I think that that helps me a lot, um, especially for someone who's really like, pag nakainka na sa ng trabaho talaga nadan kalang diba? So yeah, um, alarms and just really going for whatever, whatever hobbies I guess that you that you have, just do it, even if it's like five minutes. Uh, I'm I'm trying to learn ukulele, so parang five minutes of that, ano na siya, boost na din siya for me. Ganda, ganda. Yeah, I love hearing all your specific strategies on how to hack your own productivity and your own parang mental health. Kasi iba iba talaga tayo, de ba? And um, I think a really good surefire way is the the physical movement, de ba? Parang same logic ng mga power poses, you know. I do that sometimes, like before I go to a meeting yeah. where I have to sit down and present. You, I really like expand and try to be like a big animal and even like shout like ah, <laughs> just feel big and ano and strong. Because <laughs> parang nakatulong talaga siya na when the movement 
is there, the emotion will really follow. The action follows. So, yeah, and thanks, guys. Thanks for sharing your insight. I think ganda na mga sinabi niyo. And really happy to have you guys on the podcast. Finally, the diba, after we've been working together for years, it's still nice to hear personally ano yung mga nagiging um, discarte niyo sa trabaho niyo. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being on the pod. Thanks, Thanks Super, Super happy to be part of this project first. And also, being part of this podcast because I listen to oh, all of the thank episodes. Thank you. So, of Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably here. <laughs> no, like you guys were great. Thanks, <laughs> it's like super casual. Yeah. Um, yeah, looking forward to hanging with you guys in person. Okay, so that was it for part one of our creating an online series. Next, we're gonna have our production designer Katrish Aristoki and our graphic designer Laser Kaluya. Stay tuned. And also, we have some updated social media accounts. Mainly, we post our content on Instagram at Quentong Creatives and Facebook. And also, our new TikTok account at kcreatives.geo. So go ahead, feel free to share the content and tag us. We really love it when you guys engage with our pages. It isn't no, 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 no.